Welcome to today's episode. I talked to Leadership Wiley Class 20 participant, Angela Ramirez. Angela is the owner of Raider Nutrition here in Wiley. Uh, welcome to the show, Angela, and thanks for joining Leadership Wiley. Hello, and thank you. So what is your Wiley origin story? So I have been in Wiley about eight years, um, going into the ninth year. Um, I am a transplant here. I did not grow up here. I have, I have, besides my husband and his, you know, his, uh, daughter and son, um, I have no family here. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, when my husband and I met, he lived here and I lived in a small town and I was, my kids had graduated and all the things. And I was like, get me out of this small town. So I moved to Wiley. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to mention what the sm name of the small town was or no? I lived down in Red Oak. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to go to the grocery store and not know anyone. So now you that to... doesn't happen, but before. Yeah. So you wanted <laughs> to go to the big city of Wiley. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you uh uh you didn't you wanted to go to the grocery store and not know anybody and now I feel like I I haven't known you for very long but I feel like that's not no that's you not at all case. now so <laughs> not the case not that's the case. funny so we had our first uh, leadership Wiley class twenty uh meeting last week um yes, but what made you want to join leadership Wiley in the first place. Um, I think that coming from um, the corporate world and then um, going owning a small business now, um, I feel like just honing in on those leadership skills, um, being surrounded by people that are leaders in the community, and then also knowing more about the behind the scenes of Wiley, you know, with the, the government entities, the school district, because I didn't raise kids here in the school district. So, um, as involved as I am currently, it still doesn't touch everything. And so I think with being in leadership, Wiley, it's going to allow me that opportunity um, to get to know people in those in those roles, as well as, um, you know, the organizations and in, in, in the facets that we're going to be participating in. Yeah, it was funny because one of the things Buzz asked about was what are you, what are you hoping to get out of this program or something? in the at the beginning of the uh when we were doing kind of the get to know you games and i started out taking notes to just make sure that we cover what everybody was hoping to get and uh, -huh. uh i stopped at 12 of 19 because pretty much everybody <laughs> was know the community know the community yeah. know the community yeah. know the community and i was like okay well that's all right well we got to Get, make sure people know that feel like they know the community afterwards because that was pretty much everybody answer and that was my answer too whenever i i went through the program as well so right. uh, I, I thought it was funny and i just started going i don't need to <laughs> take notes on this <laughs> i think i get <laughs> the point yeah um now i've lost my i went back <laughs> to count so um so what were your thoughts on the opening retreat, favorite part, all that good stuff? Um, so I don't know. It was, it was exciting. Um, I didn't know what to expect. So I think that that was, that was good, you know, cause you, with you, when you go in with an expectation, you know, sometimes it's not always like what it's, what it is. And so I think going in with no expectation, um, and then just kind of going with the flow, I really liked the get to know you parts, um, mm -hmm. because I think that when, even though we're only meeting, you know, one time a month, um, but we are together that time, we're meeting for a long extended period of time. And so I think that getting to know people on a personal level, whether it's in this class or people that you work with, I think it's just so important because people when you remember things about people, um, that just builds that trust and that bond a whole lot faster and a whole mm -hmm. lot stronger because, you know, when you say, you know, and it, for an example, you know, when someone comes into my shop and I'm like, oh my gosh, how's the baby? I know the baby's been sick and that's personal. And, mm -hmm. and they appreciate that a whole lot more than, you know, how was your run this morning? You know what I mean? It is. It's just, it's that personal aspect of it. So I think I really liked the get to know you. Now, don't get me wrong. I did like the the team building thing, but I think I really liked the get to know you um, in the ways that we did it and to get to know people. 
for sure. Yeah, I, you know, selfishly, what part of the reason I'm doing this uh, project here is because I find it uh, fascinating to hear people's stories more in depth. And, um, you know, with Leadership Wiley, we get to know a lot of the community and you get to know the people, but you're going so fast and furious. Sometimes you don't get to that that next level. And uh, part of the reason I wanted to do this was to just get to know people on that next level. Um, and it's been really fun. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, we, the, I brought it up in our, my conversation with Kate, but there's a, a friendship formula and, Mm -hmm. uh, from some psychologists and there's four elements, proximity, frequency, duration, and intensity. And I think when you do things like the team building exercises, that's your intensity and your Mm -hmm. frequency is, you know, once a month, but you're doing it for eight hours once a month and then proximity. And on some of those team building, we were quite close. Um, (laughs) So it's definitely a great way to not only get to know the community, but also get to know people within your cohort um, and take that beyond just leadership Wiley, but on, on past it. Um, So what are you looking forward to um, coming up? Is there any particular thing that you're anticipating? Um, I think I, so I looked at the agenda, you know, just because I'm that person and I'm like, okay, I want to see, foresee like what's going to go on. And I'm really excited about the ISD part. Um, I'm excited about, uh, the fire and police department, learning the facets of that only because my dad was an officer for 36 years. Oh wow! And so I, I want to see that behind the scenes part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those two are the two things that, I'm most excited about. Um, now, of course, I won't. I might be so overly excited when we go, you know, to the water department. I don't know, but just visually looking at the agenda, those are the two things that stick out the most to me. That like I'm like really excited to learn about. Yeah, I definitely found that for me, there was ones I was excited about, but some of the ones that I was like, oh, that'll uh, that'll be okay. Like ended up being the ones that I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, like yeah, I had yeah. no idea. I could see that. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. Cause I really went in total blank slate. Like mm-hmm. I know that in general, you know, oh, the police right. are the police, the fire are the fire, you know, the mm-hmm. ISD is the school, but you just it's just a different perspective and hearing yeah. other people the people's stories between from those departments and stuff just definitely changes things for sure. Absolutely. So you're the owner of Raider Nutrition, and I believe based off the sticker that's on the uh, on the label, it's been open since 2019. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so originally, um, the previous owner opened it in October of 2019, um, and then I took over ownership, my husband and I did, in August of 2021. Okay. So prior to Raider Nutrition, tell me tell me how we tell me the story of how we get to Raider Nutrition. Okay. So um, I was in aviation. Um, so I was an executive, an, an executive assistant to the senior vice president of operations. So I did anything and everything operations and people, which people are my passion. So I actually absolutely loved my job. I mean, it was tiring and it was time consuming, but I got to do all of the event planning and the community service and all of the things, like I said, people. And so um, obviously once COVID happened, um, you know, that role shifted a lot. Um, I was still operations on the people side, but all of the other things kind of were non-existent. And then the company, um, once everybody started going back into office and things like that, the company um was had been up for sale for several years and finally the transaction happened and so they sold and of course when you work for that upper you know that executive management team I mean you you're you're just kind of I went through one two three different um VPs so you know I just wasn't really sure and it also happened to be that um my oldest which is my daughter was getting ready to have a baby and so this was my first biological grandchild Uh, we have 11 total together but we have this is my first biological and um 
the the opportunity had been presented to me several times like hey you know i know this is probably something you could do this you know are you interested and of course it piqued my interest but i was like no 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 and literally my granddaughter was born july 16th on a friday night at 9 30 and i looked at my husband and i was like okay i'm ready and he was like okay so we have like three or four months to plan and i was like no, I think that I'm ready. So literally she was born Friday night, Monday morning, I turned in my notice. Um, and I was like, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to own a business, I'm just going to go all in and do it. And so I gave myself three to five years to grow the business, to get our, you know, get us to where, you know, it's, we're good um, in the business. So we're going into our third year. Um, it has definitely been an experience. <laughs> you know, you you work in a company or, I, you know, I worked for, you know, operations. So we had about overall, all over internationally, about 1,500 employees that this VP and I like took care of. And so I was like, this will be easy peasy is completely different. <laughs> so it's completely different. But the one thing that I feel like um, I when I went in, I went in because it's about the people. And I always said, you know, anything I did after I left aviation, I wanted it to be about the people because, you know, I struggled with weight for 19 years. I had a gastric bypass, still struggled. Um, and so just learning so many things along the way and then even still every day learning now. I think that um, having that brick and mortar to be able to help people um, has just been like, it's just been refreshing for me. Um, I, I missed in the beginning, I missed going in, you know, like going into the office and the people. And that lasted like about 2.5 seconds because I wasn't driving, you know, three hours round trip every day in traffic going to DFW airport and, you know, just those type of things. And I'm like three minutes from, you know, from home to the office or mm -hmm. to the shop now. So um, I don't regret it. And um, there's hard days. There's really hard days. And then there's easy days. But if it was super duper easy, then, of course, like that, that old saying is, and everybody would do it. And mm -hmm. owning a business is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> yeah. And if you think you're going to go into a business in the first three to five years and you're just going to be like a make rich, get rich, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, there's. Um, I, I like to say there's no such thing as a get rich quick scheme. Yes, absolutely. But I do love it. Um, it's great. I've met some amazing people um, in the community, um, great clients right now. Um, and so it just continues to grow. And so yeah, um, no regrets at all. That's awesome. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that the night you became a uh, biological grandparent was, you know, the night that you're like, all right, I'm ready. Cause yes. I, I kind of have a similar, when, when my wife was pregnant with our, our uh, first child, our son, mm -hmm. I kind of had this, like, I could probably, I, I had had one client at that point and I, it was just kind of like a side thing that I did for fun. Um, and I was like, I could grow this and I could do this for other people. And then I'd have freedom and I could just spend more time with the family or at least be on my terms and stuff. And I was like, huh. And right. then, yeah. And so I kind of was playing around with different ideas because I'm an accountant. So I was like, I kind of like initially was like, oh, I don't want to do accounting, but I, I'm like really passionate about personal finances too. So I was mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe I can do financial coaching. But then eventually I was like, nah, like be an accountant. <laughs> like yeah. you can do really well, really relatively quickly by uh -huh. being an accountant. So that's what I ended up doing. But the clarity came around my son <laughs> being born and being like, okay, well, yeah, I'm a grown up now. Like, let's go. Right. <laughs> Right, right. Well, I mean, I was a single mom for so long, you know, when my kids were growing up, um, you know, through their school years and things like that. And so I was like, I vowed that whenever, if I had the opportunity, whenever I did have grandchildren that, you know, I was going to try to be 
as present as possible, you know, with them and, you know, owning the business. I mean, like the old, the one that's two, like she's grown up in that shop. Like her mama mm-hmm. was there when she was in her mama's tummy when she was there and she would go to work with me at 6 a.m. in her pack and play. And, you know, so it was great to be able to have that opportunity because being in corporate America, that would not have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my, my parents live in McKinney and then my wife's parents live out in Mount Pleasant about two hours East, Mm -hmm. but they both, you know, help when they can. And it's just such a blessing to have help from grandparents and just to see my kids have that relationship with their grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, I sometimes joke that I think my mom had kids so she could have grandkids. (laughs) Um, because grandkids, you, just, you get to have, it's like being an aunt or uncle. You get to have all the fun. And then when they're yes. annoying, you're and like, then, and they get here to go you go. <laughs> I know. My, my daughter tells me all the time, I think you love her more than you love me. And I was like, it's a different love. It's a yeah. different love. <laughs> this time, I don't have to discipline at all. Right. Right. It's only fun. Only us. We gave her four cookies. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. That's funny. Um, So you mentioned, you know. Business ownership is hard. Has yeah. there been any uh, lesson or lessons that have been that have stood out to you in particular of like uh, have been the hardest hurdles to jump through or I guess jump over would be a hurdle? Um, yeah, so would I, would, I would say over through under all the things I would definitely say in the beginning, um, you know, when you, it's like starting a new job and you don't know anyone. Um, I came, I came into Wiley. Um, I had lived here for probably about five years ish, six years ish before I took over this business. So I didn't know anyone. I mean, like I would literally go to work, come home. We traveled a lot. So I did not have the networking and the business opportunity to meet people. So I didn't know anyone. Um, and the thing about this particular business is this, the, the business itself has been around Wiley, maybe not in just Raider Nutrition specifically. I mean, because there's Wiley Nutrition, there's Saxy Nutrition, there used to be, um, a couple of other ones along the way. Um, and so these people had formed bonds and these people had, um, they knew each other and they trusted each other and you know, they, they supported each other. And so I was new, I was the new girl. And so I had to come in um, blind if you person, you know, if you want to say that, and I had to, I had to build relationships from the ground up. I had to get people to trust me. I had to bring in new customers because these people had all been customers of other, you know, other places before. And so, um, it was hard. It was very challenging for me um, because I love people so much. I was like, you know, I didn't understand, you know, okay. You know, the loyalty thing of I've always gone over here or I've always gone over there or, you know, I've always purchased things from them. And so in the beginning, I, I it was, it was very hard for me because I just, I, I looked at it as a business. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I looked at it as. And then when I kind of mind shifted and I was like, you know what, it goes back to building those relationships. So I just started building those relationships and maybe they were customers and maybe now they're comfortable enough that they can come to Raider Nutrition or they can go to Wiley Nutrition um, and they don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm cheating on anyone, you know, it, but I've, I've built a relationship with those other business owners, which I feel like is important because in the beginning I was scared to, you know, I was, I was scared that people were like thinking, you know, just like I always, my analogy to, to other people is there's 150 insurance companies in here. So what are in Wiley, what do, when you went and you signed up for an insurance company, what was it about that insurance company that stood out? So there might be three or four nutrition shops here in Wiley, but what am I doing to stand out? You know, what am I doing to draw the people to me, whether they've always gone somewhere else or they need somewhere new to go? So what am I doing differently? And once I shifted that mindset, um, it, it kind of, it, it kind of changed things. Um, and now 
I mean, I'm like, you know, hey, if 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 my shop is closed, I'm like, hey, go to Wiley Nutrition, go see Janie or, you know, vice versa. And I think we, Janie and I just did a, um, a um, North Texas Giving Day event together. Mm-hmm. And people needed to see that. People needed to see that we are in this community. There is so many people in this community that can be served. And it doesn't have to be from just one person. I mean, there's enough people in this community that we can serve all, you know, tons and tons of people. And I think that when people, and and we're just human, we're humans, you know, and those are the reactions that we tend to have. But I think that since people have seen that Jamie and I work together and we've done things together and, you know, same thing with, you know, Phoenix Nutrition right here in Rockwall, you know, just different avenues of people just seeing business owners working together versus Mm -hmm. pitted against each other, if that makes sense. So that was a, that was a huge hurdle for me. Um, And then I I felt like the new girl, you know, and now I don't. (laughs) Now, now, you know, I mean, like I just started all these networking event things um, really over the summer and it has just opened up so many opportunities to meet so many different people. And the business that I have is not for everyone. It really isn't. But people that I meet, if it's not for them, they might, you know, they might. And I have. That is a lot of my new customer base is because people have referred them to me because mm-hmm. people know me and they trust me. So right. it was a huge obstacle, but I think I have kind of gotten past that and we're just trucking right along now yeah building that community is such an important piece of business in general and and it mm-hmm. looks different for different kinds of businesses Absolutely. Um, but yeah the 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 relationships behind business is just so crucial which is why things like leadership wiley the chamber of commerce and all the different things going mm-hmm. on the different networking events and stuff those are right. those, that's why those are so important um Absolutely. just to Cause I've, I've always had a mindset of like, uh, what can we do for each other rather than like, Hey, you're my enemy. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You're the, absolutely. You're the, you're the enemy. And you, if you get this <laughs> right? client, then, you know, we were competing and it's like, no, like mm-hmm. how many coffee shops are everywhere? How many, yeah. like, how many Starbucks are within like a mile of each other? On every other? corner. Yeah. On every corner. Like on there's plenty, corner. there's plenty of plenty to go around for everybody. So absolutely. Yeah. I can understand where that would have been a, a mindset shift. Um, so you had mentioned, uh, so I'm curious, you had mentioned gastric bypass. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about nutrition in general? Um, what what about nu- nutrition uh, brought you to Raider Nutrition in the first place? So I think that, um, like I said, I struggled for many years um, being overweight. Um, I did have a gastric bypass, which in itself for me personally created a whole lot more issues. Um, and so, you know, when the opportunity was presented, at, um, you know, to take over Raider, um, I was like, how can I help people? Um, and the, and, you know, for the, for the very first probably year, um, the stigma around, you know, the nutrition shop is it's just shakes and teas, but it's really not. Um, there's a whole, there's a whole program per se. So if I have a client that comes to me and, you know, is they need to lose, you know, 50 pounds, um, yes, the opportunity to, um, incorporate in shakes and teas are there, but it's also about clean eating and about getting exercise in and about getting your sleep in and about getting water in, you know, there's a whole health and wellness and nutrition is not just a shake and tea. I mean, there's a whole facet of it. And so being able to offer that to people from a brick and mortar, you know, um, because people are, people don't, um, you know, for for during the COVID time, people were at home and they're behind a computer and they're not getting out and they're not getting the exercise. Um, and so fast forward and now they're like, I don't know what to do. And so being able to help someone, um, we have fit camps that we offer. We have dance cardio that we offer. Um, 
We literally one-on-one coaching. So that whole aspect of health and wellness um, is is what drew me to know that that's where I needed to be. Um, Just because I didn't have anyone. I struggled and I struggled alone a lot of times. And so having my personal experiences to be able to translate that to someone that is struggling, you know, with the either the same things or something similar or, you know, having a community where if someone comes in and it's like a, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, I have these people over here that I can resource. Um, but just helping people be healthy and, and healthy to people, to somebody, to some people is just sleeping, you know, six to eight hours. Um, and so, you know, it, I think that social media puts a huge stigma on what health and wellness is. Um, and so just trying to break those down little bit by little bit and for people to understand that, you know, for you to be able to get to where you want to lose 10 pounds, you have to do these other things, you know, to be able to get there. And it's a lifestyle. It's not anything. You didn't pick up that weight overnight. You're not going to get rid of that weight overnight. Um, and it's not a diet. It's it's a complete lifestyle change. And so mm-hmm. I guess just working with people and getting people to understand that, um, because sometimes when you've struggled for a really long time, those things are very mental and it's very hard to change that mindset with people. Sure. Yeah, I like the uh, I heard it on a podcast. I'm a big podcast listener. So and I like to read a bunch of books. But one of the things I heard is like you shouldn't expect to get um to get rid of a 10 year problem in four weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, like we don't, we don't typically give enough time to overcome Mm -hmm. the years of whatever we've done (laughs) in whatever area, whether it be finances, health, whatever, like it's, it's not going to be, you know, going back to the, there's no get rich quick schemes. Like exactly. You know, if you if it took you five years to dig yourself into this hole, it's not going to be over in two weeks. Otherwise, we would have already done it. And right, exactly. Well, I tell people all the time, you know, it takes 21 days to create a habit. And that's one habit. That's not just, you know, that's not multiple things. So, you know, being consistent and just um, and again, having the mental mindset of this is these are the things that I want to change. And so you have to change these things to ultimately reach those goals. So mm-hmm. speaking of habits, what what are some of your uh, favorite habits that you have? <laughs> um, I so I love crafting. OK. Um, and so out, outside of health and, and wellness and nutrition, I love crafting. Um, I love Halloween. Um, and so I am getting ready to transform my shop um, for Halloween. I love decorating, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love a, a good theme. And so Halloween and Christmas are probably the two biggest for my shop that I just totally transform it. And so about... September, probably actually before then, like July ish. <laughs> I'm like already ready to decorate for Halloween. Nice. And so I do, I do like doing those things, and those are habits. Um, mm-hmm. my husband will tell you. <laughs> so, um, but I, I've had a lot of medical things in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like you know working out. I, I like walking. Um. Mm-hmm. We love to go over to White Rock Lake and walk the nine miles. Um, we haven't been able to do it as much. And now we're getting being able to get back into doing those things. So mm-hmm. um, I like, uh, and and of course, the grandbabies. That's probably the biggest thing with me right now, being able to spend time with, with them um, and teaching. You know, they're, they're at that one and two-year-old. So they're at that teachable time right now. That's, mm-hmm. that's really fun. Yeah, I have a one and three year old, so, yeah. I am, yeah, so you know. I'm in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yes. what is one habit you uh, hope to build in the near future? Um, you're going to be excited about this. So, hey. I am um, growing up. Um, I was not, and 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 this is probably for a lot of people. My parents didn't teach me about money. Um, and so, um, 
over the last few years, just with the business and things like that, I, I really want to get better. Um, I want to create better habits um, mm -hmm. with that. And I'm sure my husband <laughs> will attest. I mean, he's, you know, it, it's hard to um, unlearn some of those things. For sure. Um, but when you, when you create new habits and those kind of just start dwindling away um, and, and it's, it's hard. And when you say it, I'm not afraid to talk about it because there's a lot of people that are like me, you know, a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, like I said before, I was a single mom, so I lived paycheck to paycheck mm -hmm. and, you know, I didn't have that extra money. And so fast forward to my kids growing up and moving, you know, graduating and all the things, um, we traveled a lot. We went, you know, to baseball games, we love sports. So, mm -hmm. you know, we would go to sporting events and then, you know, when you decide that you want to take on a business and you go from, you know, a $90,000, a year job to owning a business self-employed, it's a big, it's a big transition that I did not adjust well to. <laughs> and yeah, so I think that's referred are, to as the habits. gap. Yeah. <laughs> bridge so, the gap. Yes. Yes. And so it, it, you know, it, it's a learning process and, and I'm, I'm willing to learn. Um, I'm a little resistant sometimes, but I am willing to learn. And I think that I have some um, classes that I'm going to start, you know, like being a part of so mm -hmm. that those habits get a lot better. Um, because, you know, I mean, I, I want to be able to be secure, you know, I mean, I'm not, Obviously, I'm not a spring chicken. And so, you know, I just I want to be secure later on um, and know the, what to do and how to do it um, mm -hmm. along the way. Fair enough. Uh, just a, a couple pieces of advice for me uh, in terms of that one uh, money, just like nutrition. It's <laughs> simple, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. And you got to give yourself grace in terms of, you know, like I said, if this has been an ongoing issue, it's not going to be fixed overnight. And you just right. got to take it a little bit at a time. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah. And then I forgot the other one, but it'll probably come back to me. But <laughs> I mean, it, oh, that's what I was going to say. Like if you found something that's worked, say, in the nutrition field for you mm -hmm. in terms of like forming a habit, mm -hmm. taking that and just changing basically changing the clothes, changing it from mm -hmm. nutrition into, into finance. Like, yeah. I think something that I've realized is that w I always try and find new ways to mm -hmm. put in a habit. And it's like, mm -hmm. but I've already figured out things that work for me. Why am I not taking <laughs> this? It, it's just right. because it's not in the same bucket that we're like, oh, well, maybe yeah. I should try and do that if I was successful in that. So, um, right. you know, whatever's working for you in another area of life that you feel like you're really killing it at, it'll probably work in finances too. Um, you just have to find the right classes or right. accountability groups or books or podcasts or whatever works for you. Yeah. So you can do it. Thank you. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so it looks like, and we kind of hit on this a little bit, but I'm interested kind of how that developed over time. Uh, you had t mentioned about talking through talking to other business owners, like in the nutrition space, but uh -huh. just browsing your Facebook, it looks like you partner a lot with other businesses mm -hmm. doing fundraisers or having client appreciation or going to their business and doing. So I guess what, how did, how did that all evolve? And, um, did, was that always important to you or is that something that's just developed over time? No, it's always been important. And um, like I said before, um, when I before I came to the nutrition club, I, you know, in corporate America, I was involved, you know, with Relay for Life, um, the cancer organization, uh, Susan G. Coleman, um, North Texas Food Bank. So I was really heavily involved because not only myself personally, but that's those are the organizations that the company supported. So um it I always knew that I wanted to stay involved when I um, took over the business. Um, and so there are certain organizations that I find myself um, being more involved in um, for personal reasons, you know, like 
uh, for example, at Christmas time, I do um, the Caring Bridge Angel Tree. And I do the Angel Tree because back again, I was a single parent. And there was times that I didn't know how I was going to pay for Christmas for my kids. And so I had an organization like that. And so I, my kids do it to this day, as well as myself. You know, we give back to the organizations that are either the exact organization that helped us through that time or something similar um, Mm -hmm. where we're located. And so um, I am, you know, the food banks and the, you know, the, the Christmas part of it and things like that. I will always give back to, if I can't get back financially, I will always give my time. Um, And then partnering with uh, some of the other small businesses in town. um, Again, it just goes back to the networking and meeting people and, you know, how can we serve the community of Wiley better? Um, Because we're stronger together. So, you know, um, what can we do to, you know, to, to build each other up, to, you know, refer people to, you know, to your business. Um, and so in the beginning, um, when I would do customer appreciation days, um, at the, at the shop, I would invite other small businesses there because people are coming in, you know, to get their shake and their tea and, you know, to talk about their health and wellness. But then you have this other small business that maybe they're selling Scentsy or they're selling, you know, shirts or whatever. And so just affording them the opportunity and space, um, you know, to, to connect with some of the people and some really great relationships have formed out of those. Um, and then when new businesses are coming in, you know, when you're new, I was a new girl. So when you're new, you know, what can we do to help? And so these networking events have, I've met some really cool people that, um, just being able to partner with them, whether they're brick and mortar businesses or, you know, Kate was with Janie and I, whenever we did, um, the food bank. So we all three partnered together. Um, and so it was, it was nice for, to be able to share her business and then for us to come together and do something for the community. So I always knew that I would eventually be a part of different things. Um, but, and I will always, I will continue to be, even if I never, even if I close my shop today, I will continue to be a part of uh, the different organizations within the community. That's awesome. I think I, I was on your Facebook page earlier and I think you said there was like three different spirit nights just this week or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, so what are you focused on right now for the um, business or personal, I guess? I think honestly for um, the business, I am focused on just being a better leader. Um, you know, before um, being again in corporate America, comparing it to that, you know, I, I was a leader by, I don't, I don't want to say by default, but by default, you know, I was looked to as a leader. Um, and so I grew into that position. Um, but it was a different style of leader. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was telling people, okay, we have this meeting and we have, you know, we have this event and, you know, kind of delegating and telling people, um, what to do. Um, and so now it's a different style of leader. Um, I want people to trust me. I want people to know that, um, I have a business and my intentions of doing what I say I'm going to do and being a part of the community and, you know, just, um, helping people, um, Mm -hmm. is really, what my, my goal is, you know, from every day when I wake up, you know, it's who can I help, whether it be people that come into my, my shop or, you know, another small business or a school, or, you know, I just, I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook, but I just started uh, mentoring a young lady at the high school and it just, it just warmed my heart when I first met her. And, you know, it's like, I was called to do it because so many, there were so many awesome people that poured into my kids and, you know, just now being able to do those things, um, I think is super important. If I, if, if you have the ability, you have the time, like I said, a while ago, you may not always be able to give financially, or you may not 
be able to attend every class because of financial issues, but anytime that you can give back with your time, um, sometimes that those those times are are more meaningful. Um, mm-hmm. And so those are things that I will continue to do. Yeah, um, having served on a couple of nonprofit boards and also just being involved in nonprofits through my business, um, time in terms of volunteering and donations are always. I think you could go to every nonprofit and say, Hey, what do you need? And that's going to be the answer. That's going to so, be the answer. you know, yeah. and not only, I, I think that's so important because sometimes like, sometimes we think, Oh, we can only do things financially, but that's just not the case. Like people that volunteer time is worth so much to these organizations. Yeah. Um, the, um, it, it's truly the lifeblood and, they can't operate without the, right. the, those volunteers. Absolutely. Um, and it's a great way to meet other people who have, have, you know, similar priorities and similar mm-hmm. uh, outlooks in terms of what's important in life. Um, right. A great way to connect with others um, and build, build friendships and community. Absolutely. Um, so tell me, tell me a little bit about the mentorship, uh, cause I did see that and I wasn't, I'm not super familiar with that. And uh-huh. if anybody, anybody who listens to this may, may be interested in doing it, what, what, what exactly is that? Um, so I, um, actually I saw a Facebook post on one of the Wiley ISD, um, Facebook pages, mm-hmm. um, about meeting mentors. Um, and so you just fill out an application and, they they will pair you with a student. Um, you you can select like the age level that you're interested in. Um, and so I selected a junior high or high school, and preferably high school. Um, and and I selected high school because um, one high school is hard. I mean, all four years, freshman through senior year, is hard. And I have some students that work for me at the shop and. I just thought, okay, if I can, if I can get a student um, in the high school and just, you know, connect with them, um, then, you know, they, they have, they have somebody that is, you know, positive and someone to look, you know, if they need a text or they need a call or they have questions or, you know, any of those things. And so when I first filled out the application, I got approved and they didn't have anyone for me, which Part of me was like, man, but then part of me was like, well, maybe that's good. And so literally she, I talked to her on like a Wednesday and then on Friday she called me and she had um, a young lady to um, pair me with. And so I went over and I did kind of a little onboarding session, you know, just the expectations. And then I got to meet her and she's awesome. Very smart, lots of AP classes. Um, And, you know, Again, it goes back to what was my expectation. And I didn't have one when I walked in. You know, I was very open to what I was going into. And she's she's just, she's a really cool girl. And, you know, just but going through some things in life, just like we all do. And mm-hmm. thankfully, she was, um, a, you know, she was bold enough to go and let someone know, hey, I'll I, I would like someone to talk to. And so I, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like it was a match. Um, you know, she power lifts and my daughter power lifted for four years. And so there were so many similarities. I was mm-hmm. like, this is like perfect. Kind of like a big brother, big sister type right, thing. Yeah. Um, and so, and that was an organization I knew that I like, a long time ago, I really want to be a part of, but I just, I never could get involved in. Mm-hmm. And so when this came up, um, you know, I was like, it's, it's perfect. It, it mm-hmm. works, you know? And so I'm excited. We've met, uh, we've met in person once we talk almost every single day. We, you know, text and I check on her and, um, then we will meet again on Friday. So this will be our second time to meet. So I'm really excited to kind of go through the year with her to see, you know, how she progresses and she's a junior. So she'll still have some time left at school. So we'll see. That's That's great. Yeah. I'm glad that program exists. Um, It sounds like something that I'd be interested in 
helping out with at some point. Absolutely. Uh, maybe we got to get these little, my little ones on their yeah. way as well. So um, something else I noticed uh, browsing the Facebook page is you sign off your videos with be better, be 1% better today than you were yesterday. And you have a whole lot of day to do it. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the origin of that um, and what that means to you. Okay. So um, I was at a training and that the first part of it, um, be 1% better today than you were yesterday, um, was a quote that I saw at a training. And, it, you know, it's like, have you ever read something and you're just like, I just kept going back to it and I kept going back to it. And I honestly, to be very honest, I am very introverted. Um, it would not seem that way, but I'm very introverted. And so during COVID, I started doing lives. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to do them every single day. And I'll eventually I'll get better and it'll, you know, look better and all the things. And so when I took over the nutrition club, I was like, I have to do a live every single day. And so that quote just fit to life. I mean, if you, if you wake up every single day and you do something 1% better by the end of the year, you've done something 365% better. Um, and so where, when I added and you have a whole lot of day to do it is because, um, in the beginning I was doing a lot at like 6am, 6.30, whenever I opened up the shop. And now that I am, you know, my role has changed a little and I'm not there till later. I still feel like as humans, we make excuses and we're like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. So I was like, you know what? You still have a whole lot of day to get in that 1%. And so it's just something I've always said. And it's so funny because if I miss a day and I don't do a live, I literally, my phone will blow up and people are like, are you you okay? okay? Is everything okay? You didn't do a live today. Or if I do a live and I forget to say that, somebody will text and be like, and say, you know, you didn't say that at the end. And it's just people become, and, and I may not ever know who's on the live. I may not, I may not see everybody that's on there. There may not be any comments. But literally, if those things do not happen, people will text and and, it, and it's it feels good, you know, because at least I know that it's reaching someone mm. um, because we all have life lives us all the time. And, you know, there is something that you can always do one percent better, um, whether it's your finances, whether it's getting your water in or whether it's taking a walk or whether it's, you know, spending more time with your kiddos or, you know, whatever it is for you. And it could change every single day, but as long as you're doing something 1% better every day, then that's, that's the goal. Yeah. And 1% is totally achievable. Like that's yes. not out of, <laughs> out of bounds. I, no. I, I laugh because I do this all the time of like, you know, the day before I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to get an hour workout in uh-huh. and then, uh, and then it comes time to work out and I'm like, I can't get an hour in, might as well do nothing. And it's like, well, I probably should have just like, I could have done five minutes and that would have been better than nothing. Like nothing, like yeah. nutrition, exercise. Like, I feel like those types of goals are the goals that were like, well, I can't get a hundred, might as well get a zero. Like, yep. like no, <laughs> an, that, 80, an 80 is so mindset. good. Yes, that is people's mindset. Someone's like, well, I only drink 60 ounces of water. Do you realize that there are how many people do not drink 60 ounces of water a day? So 60 ounces of water is amazing. So yeah. don't discount those. But we it's just the human thing that we do that. We discount ourselves so much for, you know, I always call certain things like when we're doing challenges and things, um, non-scale victories, because mm-hmm. the scale can be just it's such a mental block for a lot of people. I'm like, get off the scale. Stop being on the scale. Yeah. You know, yeah. did you sleep better? Did, how are your clothes fitting? You know, did you, you know, eat all your vegetables today? So, you know, just that one little percent better. Well, yeah. Is, the scale is, is, is what we would return, refer in the business world as a lag indicator. 
It is not typically the one that's most up to date. It's about how you feel. Are you Mm -hmm. feeling better? Do you have more energy? Yes. That's the stuff that you should think about and this worry about like the scale will take care of itself. Absolutely. Um, And if you feel good, that's, that's the thing that matters. That is what matters. Absolutely. And the number on the, the arbitrary number at the bottom of your feet. Yes. I so agree. So what, what are some things that you're passionate about? I know we've talked about crafting, talked about Mm -hmm. nutrition. What have we left out? Um, family. Family. Um, yeah, overall I have a, um, growing up out a very small family, um, my mom and dad, my brother and I, um, and we had some extended family, but, um, you know, I, we weren't very far apart, but we just were not a close knit family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward to meeting my husband and he not a has, small family anymore. He has a very <laughs> large family. Um, and so, over over the years, the last we've been together, actually just Sunday, we celebrated 11 years together, um, really understanding, thank you, really understanding um, the importance of family. And um, also, along with that also is um, I celebrate, and coming up in November, I'll celebrate three years of sobriety. Oh, wow. So, Congratulations. Thank you. And so... You know, I didn't know I was passionate about it until it happened. Um, mm-hmm. And I was passionate about it, not not because I didn't think I could do it. I knew I could do it, but I didn't, I didn't do it for me. I did it because there was people watching and people that I needed to watch and people to see in my life that I needed to see that um, it was okay mm-hmm. um, and that you know, you can, we can have a family function and, you know, it doesn't have to be centered around that, or we can go out to dinner. It doesn't have to be centered around that. So, um, it all tied together. And so unfortunately, you know, when you go through that season of life and those, and you've made a decision like that, you know, choosing sobriety, it also comes along with, um, cutting ties with some people that, whether it's friends or family. And that's been really hard for me. Um, But it's also made me grow as a person and to understand, you know, the vicious cycle of, you know, masking and, um, you know, accepting things that Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily really need to be accepted. But I did because I was like, I'm the peacemaker and, you know, we'll just all be happy. And so, um, but over the last year, really understanding the importance of family um, mm-hmm. and, you know, being, you know, being um, what I say I'm going to be so that people can see that, um, including family. And so um, it's been hard uh, just because, you know, you don't you don't want to lose family. You don't want to lose family for those things, um, mm-hmm. for those reasons. But unfortunately, it happens. And just staying consistent in, in my sobriety. Um, and so it, I know eventually it will all, it will all work out, but I am definitely, that is something that has like for me, just the family piece of it. Um, and how that looks now versus what it looked like three years ago. Yeah. The, uh, sometimes it's hard to appreciate how far we've come when we're just sitting in the, in the moment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about 1% better and the doing 60 ounces instead of 64 or whatever. (laughs) And just the ability to look back and be like, man, like three years ago, like I've been sober for three years and Mm -hmm. I was a single mother and now I'm able to contribute to food pantries and angel trees. Like that's an, that's an incredible journey. Um, uh, and now you're a business owner, you have 11 Mm -hmm. grandkids, like that's, (laughs) that's so awesome. Three years sober. That's great. I, I, I didn't drink, I don't drink much at all i'll have maybe a drink a year mm-hmm. uh if we're at a fancy restaurant i may get a glass of wine or something but mm-hmm. i can definitely tell you like the 
like there was friendships along the way mostly in college that didn't become friends because they thought it was weird that I didn't drink which I always found (laughs) which always sat with me so weird of like why is that important like yeah no I agree but and and the crazy thing is is because honestly my daughter and I were just talking about this um like you I didn't drink often like every now and then and then I went into this company that I worked for um in in aviation of all things in aviation and I literally feel and I at the time I, I went through a divorce um, that was about the same time that I had my gastric bypass. So it was like all these life things were lifing me. Mm-hmm. And I literally, I feel like that's when I started drinking more mm-hmm. and I didn't drink every single day. I didn't drink, you know, I didn't have to wake up and drink and go to bed and drinking. But when I did, it was a lot, you know, we would mm-hmm. go out and, you know, it, we laugh now because we can go to a restaurant and our bills only, you know, $40 versus three years ago, we would go out and it was $150. And so it just, it, it, it became very consuming. And so now being able to look back, I'm like, I wouldn't have been in some of the relationships that I was in if it hadn't been the fact that, you know, I wasn't, that I was drinking or, mm-hmm. you know, those type of things. So I totally agree with you on them. You're like, well, we were, we were cool when we were drinking, but now we're not. And we're not, I'm like, I don't understand. I'm still the same person. You yeah. Know? That didn't change. And so just and the liquid hard. that's going into my body yeah. is water. <laughs> so that was hard. That was hard in the beginning, but it, it's, it's so much better now. I mean, yeah. you know, so, so much better. Yeah. And what I kind of came to realize was it wasn't, it wasn't about me, mm-hmm. you know, they're going through right. their own journey and yeah. And it was, it wasn't about what I was doing. It was just, and you kind of, you're there if they want support, but you kind of, you can't, people tend to not listen to you when you're like, you shouldn't do this. (laughs) It usually turns people into, well, I'm going to do that. Like, right. No, that's the least, the least (laughs) thing you should do. Yes. Um, So what is something about you that people would be surprised to find out? that I went to work for an aviation company and I worked there for about a year and a half before I ever took my first flight. So I had never flown before. Oh, wow. I had never been on an airplane before. No and way. So I was, a I was 35 when I took my first flight. Wow. And so I, when I would do training classes at, you know, with the company, and you'd always do the icebreaker games and, you know, uh-huh. the, the one, the favorite one they would always do is two truths and a lie. And so that's one of the things that I would say, and people are always like, that's a lie. That's a lie. And I'm like, no, it's the truth. <laughs> so I I was 35 when I took my first flight. That, that the, the fact that you worked for an aviation company and <laughs> flown was pre- is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, that was I, not a prerequisite of working there. It was just I didn't. I never told anyone either. Like literally, I was like, I don't want to tell anyone. And so, um, whenever it got close to time, we were actually going to um, New Mexico, and uh, my husband and I, he, when we were dating at the time, and he knew, but they didn't know. And so I finally told them, and then they were like. What? you worked here all this time and so then they put me on a test flight um on a g5 and i was a nervous wreck because it was a test flight like they had repaired this this you know airplane and i'm going up to make sure that it's okay and so that was terrifying so when that was the test flight your first flight or was it uh it was my second flight okay so what second. the the first flight was it terrifying or was it the test? Oh, flight? I was oh I was a mess. I was yeah. a mess. I was a mess. So oh, yeah. I, I uh, when I fly, my right leg shakes really bad. Oh yeah, um, I guess it's just like a nervous thing. And I've only out of all the last eleven years, I've only flown by myself without anyone twice. Um, and it 
it was it was a disaster. Actually, one of the flights coming home, I met up with someone that I worked with, his mm-hmm. family, and I heard them call my name on the plane. And I was like, I heard somebody say my name. And so she let me sit with them. And so I was so thankful because my husband was staying in North Carolina and I was flying back home by myself. And mm-hmm. so she let me sit with them. <laughs> and uh, so I was so thankful. And then the other time I was completely by myself. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I am not a flying. It's not my favorite thing to do. I'll do it, obviously. But it is not my favorite thing to do. I literally work myself up into anxiety like two weeks before the flight because it just makes me so stressed out yeah yeah i used to as an accountant things have changed now because auditors don't have to go on site as much because people Mm -hmm. figured out that they didn't need to um but i was i was the last year i worked in public accounting i traveled 90 nights um, mm-hmm. so I ended up with Southwest companion pass just because <laughs> I flew so much, um, which was nice. Cause my wife and I, who didn't have kids at the time, we yeah. could go fly places, but, yeah. uh, I definitely was witness to several first flights in terms of like, uh, like people first getting into the accounting firm and like being yeah. with them and they're like, yeah, this is my first flight. And you're like, okay, well, here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here we yeah. go. So, uh, I've got a final four questions. Um, the first question, um, is a question from our previous guest and I'll ask you after the show to, uh, give me a question for the next guest. Okay. And that, that question is what has been your greatest adventure? Um, being, um, married, um, to my husband now, um, he has, it makes me teary eyed. Um, he has allowed me to be a a woman. He has been an encourager. He has been um, a supporter. He has shown me facets of the, the United States and the world. We've traveled internationally several, several times. Um, and you know, they always say that, um, God brings people into your life for a reason and a season. And, when he brought him in for a reason, I, I wanted all four seasons. And so, um, I can definitely say, I mean, of course I have children, so those things are important and all of that, but where I was in my life in that dark space, um, he was able to bring me to a whole new world. And I, I will, those are things that are never repayable. And I don't, I don't think he wants a repayment, but, um, you, you won't ever, you can never repay those things, but growing and learning and giving back, um, are, are totally just, I mean, I can, I can't even describe it, honestly. Awesome. Uh, what is something you've been reading or watching lately? Um, so (laughs) I saw this question and I was like, Hmm, Honestly, I don't watch a lot of TV when Mm -hmm. the TV is on. Usually if the news is on, it's just more of the weather that I'm looking at. Um, I'm a huge sports fanatic. So usually it's football, Football. um, basketball, baseball, um, those three. What are your um, teams? um, The Cowboys, the Rangers, and the Mavericks. Hey, Um, those... We're, I'll watch the, the, Dallas the magic Stars. numbers down to three. <laughs> I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I will. We've been to several Dallas Stars games, but definitely uh, our first date was a Texas Ranger baseball game. So awesome. baseball has my heart, um, mm. but football and basketball. Um, and I'm actually, I love college sports. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a granddaughter that dances for the LSU Tiger Girls. We have a grandson that's at West Point Academy. So he's in the army. Um, and then we, my husband's daughter and son-in-law are cheer coaches at NC North Carolina state university. So college like sports is like, you know, the thing for us. So that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. I'm a huge sports fan too. I actually try and go, I haven't been able to lately. Well, until this year, I used to Mm -hmm. go to like a road, try and go to a road game every year for the Rangers. Uh Um, But this year I was, we were able to go and we went and watched them play the Mets. We um, went in, to in York, a Kansas awesome. City. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. We went to Kansas. We've been to Kansas City and Boston to see them play. Nice. 
Yeah. So, and I don't have a book I'm reading, but I do have a book that I, um, it does have some reading, but I journal in every single day. Okay. So. Yeah. I, I recently picked up a journaling habit. Um, it, awesome. just getting my th- thoughts out on paper makes things, it's a lot more clear when you read something rather than let it rumble around in your head. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. For me. I agree. Totally. Um, what would your advice be to someone looking to make a change in their nutrition? And maybe you take this question in a little bit, but basically nutrition, exercise, diet, any anybody who's trying to make a healthier lifestyle. I would say start with one thing at a time. Um, you can't, you can't, you can't lose a hundred pounds in, you know, 21 days. So just do one thing at a time, take one step at a time. Um, and just being consistent. Agreed. Consistency is so key. Yep. Um, where can people find out more about you and Raider Nutrition? Um, so obviously you can find me on Facebook, um, all over Facebook. Uh, and then Raider Nutrition, you can stop in and see us. We're at 2041 North TX 78 Suite 100 in Wiley. Um, and then we are on Facebook and Instagram and actually I'm delving into TikTok, but I'm taking a social media class. So I'm going to learn more about TikTok. Um, and so we are on all facets of social media, um, because, you know, unfortunately that's the world we live in and we've grown our business from there. And so definitely we'll see us all over social media. Awesome. Do you want to end the podcast with your, with your catchphrase? Are you calling Absolutely. it a catchphrase? What do you, what do you, do you refer to it as something? Phrase. No, okay. I think it's a catchphrase. So yes, absolutely. So, right. so for everyone, be 1% better today than you were yesterday and you still have a whole lot of day to do it. Thanks, Angela. Thank you. Bye. Bye.